Welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast, where we help you bring balance in your life and live to your fullest potential with your host, Gretchen Smith. Thank you for joining us today for another wonderful episode of Spiritual Life Management. I am so excited. We have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Anne Hintz, and she has an amazing book. She's the author of A Pathway to Insight. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is tapping or EFT and her amazing, and I mean amazing, story, the changes that she has managed to make in her life through this process. I welcome you to the show, Anne. Thank you, Gretchen. It's lovely to be here. It's amazing to have you on. So officially, for the record, I have not actually discussed any type of EFT freedom techniques of any sort or whatever you want to refer to it as, but it's been on my to-do list. So I couldn't be more excited to have you here today. Good. That's lovely. <laughs> something yes, new. <laughs> something new. I'm so excited. This is something I think that anybody could benefit from. And I know you have just an amazing story and I'd love for you just to kind of enlighten the listeners a little bit on your story and how you got involved in spirituality and how you have shifted your life with this technique. Okay, so I really was not involved in spirituality at all for most of my life. In fact, I was a software engineer in my 20s and early 30s and really had no interest in it at all. But things changed as they sometimes do. (laughs) So I had a lot of trauma in childhood. I know a lot of us do. Um, I had multiple different things happen. I was born with my right foot up against my right shin. So the first six weeks of my life, I actually had physical therapy to release that foot. And Mm -hmm. then I was adopted into a family that had just suffered a trauma. So adoption itself, I, I know is a trauma. But the family I was adopted into, they had had a they had a two year old boy that they had adopted as a baby. Then they adopted another little girl and they had her for six months. And at that time in England, the birth mother could change her mind up to six months. And that birth mother changed her mind at six months. Uh-huh. So they had to give this little girl back to her birth mother, which is a clear trauma for them. I right. can't imagine having to go through that. And then I was the replacement into the family for that. So I know those things kind of build on each other. And then we started moving around the world after I was six months old. And they knew that my mother wasn't going to do the same thing. So we moved to Barbados. And then we moved to Sierra Leone in West Africa. And when we were there, we had a house fire. And I woke up in the morning and saw the flames coming through my bedroom wall. So I alerted everyone. And that that was a big trauma. I was three or four at the time. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to Hong Kong. And when we were in Hong Kong, that was about the age from seven to 11. At the age of nine, I was sent to boarding school in England. And I was sent to my brother's boarding school. And it was a boys boarding school. And I was the first girl boarder in this boys boarding school. And I was teased mercilessly for two years. So that was really awful. Right. (laughs) And then, then we moved to Bahrain. But in the meantime, I was at boarding schools. And during those teenage years, both my parents became alcoholics. And my dad already had anger issues, so I was very used to walking on eggshells, but it just got worse and worse. And then they were both drinking. And then when I was 19, I woke up one morning and found my mother dead on the bathroom floor. So that was another big trauma. Yes. But I didn't know there was anything I could do about it other than just carry on with life, which is what I had always done. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I didn't even know therapy existed at that point. 
so I just I just continued with life I got I moved out to California when I was 21 became a software engineer got married had kids and just went on with life and it wasn't until I was in my late 30s and I had a business altercation with a couple of other mothers at school they were very self-confident self-assured authority type women and I was this scared inside this scared little girl who'd just been told she'd done something wrong and my mind just started to spin out of control and it actually went on for days like three days it was and I couldn't sleep and my mind just went over and over what had happened and I realized at that point I really don't think this is normal I don't think other people would react so intensely to something that had happened and it wasn't that big a deal really and that's when I realized, oh, I think this feels a little bit like how I would react when my dad would tell me I'd done something wrong. So that was the first little inkling that maybe something from my childhood is still affecting me. And that mm-hmm. wasn't until my late 30s. So it was in that time frame that I actually went to a doctor's appointment. I don't remember why I was going to see him. It was nothing to do with emotions. I know that much. And he happened to be a holistic physician. And he asked me what my stress level was because he could tell I was more stressed than I should be because at that time I was a stay-at-home mother with two young boys. And Mm -hmm. I know that can be stressful, but he recognized it was more than that. And he asked me on a scale of 0 through 10 what my stress level was, and I said it was an 8. And then he asked me why. And it was that question that made me recognize and realize that, oh, It was finding my mother, which is now two decades earlier, because the tears were still just under the surface. As soon as I thought about even the question, the tears started to come back. So he happened to know this technique called EFT, which is short for emotional freedom technique. It's also called tapping. And he only because we're tapping on certain points in our body as we're talking through something that happened. And He tapped with me for about 15 minutes and I walked away from that appointment being able to tell the story of her death in my mind without the tears there anymore. And that was the first time I realized that we store those memories and those emotions physically in our body and that we can let them go. And I had no idea before that that was possible. Right, right. I mean, so many of us just stuff our feelings and our emotions just down And we don't want to look at them when we carry on and we think we're fine. Absolutely. Right? We think we're fine. And then we have all these pains and, you know, other ailments going on. And we still think we're fine. Absolutely. Because we don't have the awareness. We're just not aware because we suppressed it. So we we push it down into our subconscious mind and then we forget about it. But it doesn't mean it's not there. And it doesn't mean that it's not affecting us because it absolutely is. We are just not aware of it. Right. Can you share a little bit about maybe some things that you've seen and how it's affected people? And what I mean by that is without dealing with our feelings, how is it showing up in your life or how is it showing up in other people's lives? Well, it's showing up in so many ways because everything that we're experiencing in our life right now is a reflection of what we've stored in ourselves from our past. Mm -hmm. So, and it gets easier and easier to see that as you go down this this journey, at least I found it easier as I went down this journey. So we start, we attract very similar friends and partners that we've experienced that way of being before. It's, it's what we're, what we're replaying is really the feelings. It's not necessarily the exact experience that we've had in the past, but it's the feelings that we have around it. 
will will if we think about it carefully the feeling that we're having when something happens now is a feeling that we've experienced in the past and we can actually ask ourselves well what's the first time i remember feeling this way and usually you'll be able to remember a feeling in the past an experience in the past where you actually felt the same way and so when you had this experience and you were at the doctor's office what was the next step you took with tapping Right. I went home that day and I learned, I went online because it was given away by Gary Craig, the person who developed it. He was given, he gave it away to free, for free to the world because he knew how powerful it was. Mm-hmm. So anyone can go online and learn how to use it in just a few minutes. It's actually a very simple tool. And so I did that, learn how to use it. But then I wanted to check it out because I didn't necessarily believe that that one experience with the doctor was anything more than a fluke. So at the time, I had a 17-year-old cat at home, and we'd just been told that his kidneys were starting to fail, and we needed to give him a daily saline shot. Well, the first time I gave him a shot, my hand was shaking so much because I was so afraid of giving him this shot. I was afraid of hurting him and afraid of the shot itself. So I thought, well, this is a great test case. So I tapped about it, and I tapped about every aspect about it, because that's what you do with the EFT. So I tapped about my hand shaking, I tapped about my fear of hurting him, and I tapped about all the memories that I had from all the injections I had because we'd moved around the world, I'd had a lot of them. Mm. And the next day, when I gave him the shot, the needle just slid right in. All that fear that I had been experiencing the day before had just disappeared out of my body. So I realized two things at that point. I realized firstly that EFT is deceptively powerful It doesn't look like it's doing much, but it really is. And I realized that freedom was on the other side of that fear. And that's where I wanted to be. I so wanted to change and let go of all the fear that lived inside of me. Mm -hmm. And I I could see that that there was a place beyond all that fear that I could get to that, that was just peaceful. And that's where I wanted to go. So I started using it every day. I started noticing, first of all, when I was emotional during the day. And that in itself is quite a step because we tend to get caught up in our emotions on a daily basis. So to be able to stand back and say, oh, look at me, I'm actually getting emotional. That takes some effort, some consciousness to do. So maybe to begin with, I'd only notice once a day, but it would get easier as the days went by. So when I would notice I was getting emotional, I'd tap about it. And with tapping, what we're doing is we're accepting what it is we're feeling in the moment. So if we're feeling frustration, that's what we'll tap on. We'll tap on maybe that phrase, I feel frustrated. And we'll just keep tapping until the frustration dissipates. And then, you know, something else might arise at that point. There might be a, a, a thought about why you're frustrated, or maybe there's a feeling underneath that frustration that will come up, and then we can tap on that. So that's what I would do, bring myself back to peace and then move on with my day. And I noticed that I started to become more peaceful and less reactionary, which is what I wanted. But I wanted more than that. And I knew that there was a technique that you could write down every emotional memory or every trauma from childhood and go through it one at a time. So that's what I did. I wrote down every emotional memory I could think of from childhood and beyond. And it was multiple sheets of paper. And I took one of those and tapped through one each night for about an hour to an hour and a half each night until I'd gone through them all. And during this time frame, I just found things shifting 
My mind was becoming quiet. I was becoming peaceful. I wasn't as reactionary. You know, I was nicer to be around, to be honest. Right. <laughs> and yeah, eventually it got to the point that I remember opening my kitchen door one day and actually saying to myself, it feels like I'm living in a different reality because my mind, which used to be so busy and so critical and so judgmental, it was quiet. The the voices that I had programmed into myself in childhood, I recognized had been my dad's words and they were no longer there and it felt so different. And I had no idea that that was even possible. Ah, that's amazing. And so you're shifting how you're feeling a lot more peaceful. What other things were shifting in your life? For instance, was there any sort of tie to law of attraction? Yeah, I started to really try, try to understand the law of attraction. I knew it, there had to be some aspects of it that were true because we've heard so much about it. But a lot of people would talk about it in, in terms of manifestation. And I, I just wanted to understand it. And mm -hmm. I realized through this process that we emit a signal every second of every day. We are emitting a signal and we're attracting back based on that signal. So this, a lot of people talk about it as being our thoughts. Now, our thoughts is part of it, obviously, right. but it's not the biggest part of it. Everything about us is that signal. It's our gender, it's our shape, it's our size, it's our clothes, it's our hair, it's our voice, and it's the thoughts and the words we use. But the biggest part of it I recognized was this tension that we hold inside of us. Now, I didn't really fully grasp how much a part of it it was until further down my journey, but I did start to understand that that is a big part of the signal. And that's what we're attracting back, that the feeling that we're having at any point is what we're attracting back into our future. So right. I started to ask myself during the day, how am I feeling right now? And do I want to feel this way again in the future? And most of the time the answer was no. <laughs> so then I had to do something about it. I had to change my signal right now because I don't want to feel this way again in the future. So I can do something as simple as taking a, taking a deep breath. That's going to relax me so that my signal is a little bit more peaceful. But I, I wanted to do something deeper than that. And I recognized EFT was getting to a deeper place inside. It's actually changing the physical tension inside the body. So I would tap and bring myself back to more peaceful, a peaceful moment. And then that is my signal. And when I'm at peace, I'm attracting peace into my future. So I use that during the day, you know, asking myself multiple times each day, how am I feeling right now? so that I could actively change my signal. So, Anne, just to clarify, if you were feeling, maybe you were stressed or overwhelmed because you had a lot on your plate on this particular day, would you stop then and there and start tapping on it or just do the, the breath work to try to calm yourself? Well, it would kind of depend where I was. Because okay. tapping, <laughs> right, tapping on yourself can look a little odd. Um, you know, if I was working in an office, I would go to the bathroom. I, I didn't work in an office during this time period. I was always at home. Right. But, but you could go to the bathroom and tap and bring yourself back to a more peaceful place mm -hmm. and then move on with your day. So that is actively doing it then. Or you could do it once you got home or at nighttime before bed. You could actually tap through the events of the day and let go the tension that you were holding from things that happened that day so that they're no, not, no longer a part of your signal for going forward. 
I love that. And would you say that basically when we're tense, we have stuck or bottled up energy in our body. And then when you're tapping, you're literally tapping on meridian lines and that helps the energy move and flow and, and process. Yeah. It helps the energy release from the nervous system Mm -hmm. and release out of the body, actually allow it to be gone. I so wanted to find something that worked long-term, right? I I didn't want to have to do something like meditation every day. I know a lot of people like to meditate. I'm not one of those people. I wanted something that worked faster and that worked deeper. And to me, this was doing that. Right. Ah, I love it. I think this is an awesome technique. So let's get into it just a little bit further. So not only were you feeling better and you were at more peace and you were more calm, but there were also some other changes that were taking place with your tapping, correct? Right. But I think you're thinking of the physical changes. Yes. Yes. So that, that was like the last step. So there was a step, this next step, (laughs) there were three big steps to my journey. So the, the tapping was the first step. And what I realized tapping was doing is it's opening up the subconscious mind. And what that means is you start to become aware, you remember more things you remember more aspects of memories from the past. Your subconscious mind is literally opening up. And as that happens, your awareness increases. So when I started this journey, I didn't know how I felt during the day. I had suppressed so much for so long. If someone asked me how I was feeling, I would always say I'm fine because I really couldn't tune into how I was feeling. Right. So as I kept tapping, I became more aware during the day of how I was actually feeling. And then beyond that is a set of physical sensations. Underneath every emotion, we use the word for an emotion like frustration, but we're actually describing the physical sensations that, or the physical tension that we're holding ourselves in. So frustration might be tension in the chest and the shoulders and the jaw perhaps, right? So sadness might be more in the, I'm just trying to feel into it, (laughs) might be more into the, the neck and the face and maybe the stomach area. So I became aware of those physical sensations underneath the words for the emotions, which was a deeper level of awareness, actually a level of awareness I didn't even know was possible because I've never lived in this level of awareness before. But once I became aware of these physical sensations, I happened to be in a group at the time. We were studying A Course in Miracles and the person, the kind of guru in the group would say every week, he would say the same thing, that you don't need to meditate. It's all about feeling your feelings. But I didn't know what feeling your feelings meant because I didn't know what my feelings were. But over the weeks in this group, that's when I started my tapping journey So as the weeks went by, I actually became aware of my feelings. So then one day I asked myself, so can I feel my feelings? What does that even mean? And I still to this day can't believe why I never asked him. (laughs) I'm sure he could have told me something. But anyway, um, one day at the kitchen sink doing the dishes, I thought, okay, I'm going to try and feel my feelings. So I caught myself thinking a thought that I was probably fearful because those were my normal thoughts. So I could feel that fear. And for me, it was in the solar plexus area, the stomach area. So I I tried to feel them. And I realized that as soon as I moved or as soon as I took a deep breath, 
the feeling dissipated or disappeared. I couldn't find it anymore because it's so used to being suppressed. So I realized I actually had to hold myself like a statue and stop breathing once I felt that fear sitting in my solar plexus in order to focus on it. So that's what I would do. I would hold myself still. I would feel that fear in my solar plexus and I would actually talk to it. So I'd say something like, okay, I can feel you fear sitting there in my solar plexus. I just want to feel you. I want you to be accepted. I want to accept you. I want to feel you just to feel what you're like and to allow you to express yourself. And at some point I'd need to take a deep breath and I would notice there would be a slight shift. The fear would somewhat dissipate. So then I would think the same thought again, the same fearful thought and feel that fear inside and do the same thing. Talk to it, allow it to just be felt and I'd need to take a deep breath again and there'd be another shift. So I would do it over and over again with the same thought until the fear was totally gone. And then the thought is free. There's no emotion or no attachment left in the body to that thought. And wow, it was it was amazing. So I started doing it when I was doing the dishes. It took a long time to get the dishes done because it's not, not a short process. <laughs> right. But and then in the evenings, instead of tapping now, I would lay on the sofa and I would think about collective traumas like 9-11 or the Loma Prieta earthquake that I was in. I would bring those thoughts to mind, all those feelings inside of my body and just feel them, allow them to be felt because they'd been suppressed. So it was really weird. It felt really weird to just let those feelings be but they would, they would just dissipate and I would do it over and over again. So that was kind of the second part of the journey. And all along things are changing, right? Because my signal has, is changing, but I didn't really notice any physical changes specifically at that point. Maybe if I knew that they were coming, I could actually look back and say, okay, something's changing maybe, but definitely Things were changing, digestion was changing, right? Improving my balance was changing because I was more balanced on the inside. So I was more balanced on the outside. So things like that were changing. And that was the second part of the journey. And then at some point during this time frame, when I was actually lying on the sofa, I was doing this work, releasing these feelings. And then at some point I realized that once I released a feeling, my awareness stayed inside my body. Whereas before, like I would feel something and then I would go back to thinking. And then I would feel something again and then I'd go back to thinking. But one time I actually felt something and then my awareness stayed inside my body, which was really weird. It's still really weird to talk about it because it's it's a weird thing. And the only way I can kind of explain it to you is imagine that you have a toothache or a stomach ache. You can kind of pinpoint where the pain is coming from, right? You can feel right. that tooth or the stomach. But once the pain has gone or dissipated, you can't really get your awareness back on the same place in your tooth or your stomach because there's nothing calling your attention to it. But I found I could. I could put my awareness inside my body. And then I started to play with it because I didn't, I didn't know what else to do. I'd never heard anyone else talk about this before. So I found I could do it again. And then... You know, what can I do now that I can do this? What should I do? So I kind of moved my awareness around inside and I could find a place that had tension in it. 
and I would hold my awareness on the tension and notice there would be a shift. And then I would do it again and again and again. So now I'm doing the same thing inside the body on tension stored inside. Same thing that I was doing with the physical sensations and the same thing that I was doing outside with the words with EFT because we do the same thing over and over again. Now I'm just at a much deeper level of awareness. So then I would just keep doing this. I would move around my body, release tension. And it took many, many months, but eventually I was actually able to put my awareness inside my head. And that was a whole nother level of awareness because I had so much pain and tension inside my head. Just unbelievable, the forces that I could feel pulling my bones out of alignment that I had lived with for 50 years at this point. And I had no idea how much tension was inside of me. So that really made me understand the law of attraction and what we talked about, right? We have no idea how much we're being pulled apart, pulled out of alignment inside because we're just not aware of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is a lot to unpack. Uh, <laughs> Should I just really... finish the story just, just a little bit more? Yeah, sure. And then let's go back and review a few, few items. Let's do that. Okay. So I kept working on this tension and pain in my head because now I had a tool to do it. So I would focus on the tension, release a little bit, focus on it again, and I'd do it again and again. And at some point I actually heard and felt something release inside and I had to do some research at that point and realize that I'm actually releasing tension in the connective tissue. And that was an adhesion that was letting go. And it, it sounded and felt like fabric ripping. And that's really what was happening. It was connective tissue that was ripping inside. And that was another kind of scary part. I didn't know if I was hurting myself or not, but I realized I'm just on this path now and I'm just releasing tension on the inside. It can't be harmful. And eventually over time, I actually got to the place where I could actually feel my bones relax into what I now know is a more aligned position. But at the time, it just felt like deep inner relaxation. It felt really good. And so I had some x-rays taken last year, just orthodontic x-rays compared to 2013 can actually see that the bones have shifted. The eye sockets have aligned. My jaw was way off to the side and now it's much more centered. And my neck, which has always been bent up, has scoliosis, I think, from being born with my foot up against my shin. And it's unwinding. And so my neck is way straighter and I have grown half an inch as a 55-year-old because of this inner release of tension. That's amazing. And I, I have seen your x-rays and I can attest, yes, it there has definitely been a shift. And it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I was I was amazed too, because I mean, I could feel what was happening on the inside, but to see it in x-ray form was actually pretty confirming. Right, right. And I'm assuming that when you felt the fascia or the, let's just say the fibers in your arm or wherever it was, you know, releasing, that it felt, I guess, more relaxed, yes. calmer. Not right. so much stress and tension. Right. And it's got to feel good, right? You're releasing tension that's been stored in the body for decades. It, it does feel good. Yes. Yes. Wow. With this technique, you can actually, you really don't need talk therapy. You don't even need a chiropractor. You can do all of this so easily on your own. Yeah. Well, EFT is 
essentially talk therapy on steroids I, I think of <laughs> because it's the physical it's the physical aspect of tapping that I believe is so powerful because it's actually interrupting the nervous system and letting the emotions go yes so it's a different type of talk therapy would you mind, I know that we're not video recording this, that it's only audio, but would you mind taking us through just a really simple tapping technique? Sure. Or yes. not technique, but the whole process. Yes. So what we do is we have a phrase in mind. So how we're feeling right now. So imagine we're feeling stressed right now. Most, okay. A lot of people are feeling stressed. Hopefully you're not if you're listening to this, but imagine you are. So you start by tapping on the side what's called the karate chop point on the side of the hands. And you're tapping, you're not doing it very gently, but you're not doing it so firmly you're going to hurt yourself. It's kind of a mid, mid hard, mid firmness of tapping. And you tap about five to seven times as we're saying this. Well, that's hard to explain, but if you see it online, I actually have a, a demonstration video on my YouTube channel that you can always look at. But we tap here and we say an opening phrase. So something like, even though I'm feeling really stressed right now, that's my truth in this moment and it's okay that I feel this way. And we say that three times as we're tapping on the side of our hand. Even though I'm feeling stressed right now, that's my truth in this moment and okay that I feel that way. Even though I'm feeling stressed right now, that's my truth in this moment, and it's okay that I feel that way. Then we shorten the phrase to something like, I'm feeling so stressed. And we start on the other points. So the first point is a crown point on the top of the head. And some people use a few different points, but these are the general ones. Mm -hmm. And as you're tapping on the top of the, your head, you'll say something like, I'm feeling really stressed right now. Then the next point is the eyebrow point, which is the beginning of the eyebrows in the center. I'm feeling really stressed right now. Then the next point is the bone on the edge of the eye. Tapping there, I'm really stressed right now. The next point is the bone under the eye. I'm feeling really stressed right now. The next point is under the nose on the upper lip. I'm feeling stressed right now. Next point is on the chin. I'm feeling really stressed right now. The next point is the collarbone point. I'm feeling really stressed right now. And then the last point is under the arm where the brow strap goes across. If you have one, mm -hmm. I'm feeling really stressed right now. And then you take a deep breath, you let it go. And that's one round of EFT. And what you do is you do, you do continuous rounds until you feel like the stress has gone or another thought or another emotion comes up and then you move to that one and work on that one too. Right. Thank you for going through that process. I hope that helped the listeners just a little bit. And again, um, you have some wonderful YouTube videos. So I will definitely have a link to that in the show notes. And that goes through that process and much, much more. Yeah. And one of the great things to know about EFT, well, two things, right? It's working on the negative. A lot of people go towards the positive, but it's the negative that's stored in the body, right? I can, I can sense that now by looking inside and seeing that it's tension there. And once we release the tension, the light is already underneath it. So all we need to do is find the negative and let that go. And that's what EFT does so beautifully. But the second thing is the body shows you that it's letting tension go. And it shows you in multiple ways, right? Tears are always a release of resistance. A lot of people yawn. Some people burp. A lot of people will sigh. Some people will get really tired. 
but all those is your body showing you that it's actually letting go of tension that it has been stored inside. Right. Those are great cues to look for when you're tapping. So essentially you could be tapping just for a few rounds and you could feel that release and you could feel the tension just leaving you, or you may need to go even longer. What? So it could range anywhere from a few minutes to maybe what, 15, 20 to an hour? Something like that kind of depends on what you're working with. So when I was going through and doing my mother's death or, you know, a trauma from childhood, it's more of a storyline, right? I would, I would be tapping and I would talk through exactly what happens and the emotions that I was feeling. Now, to begin with, I wouldn't really know how I felt, but as I did more and more tapping, I would begin to become aware of how I felt. So I tapped through the whole story and then come back to the beginning and do it again. Because the next time you tap about it, more details will arise of right. what happened, right? Because that's the subconscious mind opening up. Once you let let go of the, the big emotions, then more details will come up and then you can tap on those. So you will talk through the whole story or tap through the whole story again and again until it just feels like you're reading from a book, right? All the emotion has left from it. So that can depend how long the story is, yeah, or, you know, how big the emotions were. Oh, certainly, certainly. I love the fact that you're talking about the emotions coming back up, if you will, because I know even from personal trauma that I've gone through that I will talk to my mom about it and she'll bring up something. Well, yeah, it was like when this, that, and the other thing happened as well. And I, and I won't even remember it. I don't even have a memory of it. Right. So at that point, all you've got are her words. So you could tap on her words using her words. That's a great point. And that or, might bring them up. If I was tapping, once I released one layer, then another might bubble up and come to the surface. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. Well, I'm one of the weird things about my mother's death that I, I didn't think about first off. And it, it's really kind of a silly story. But my brother I had to get my brother back from his girlfriend's house and he brought his girlfriend with him and I had never met her before you know my mother's mm -hmm. dead upstairs and this my brother with his girlfriend arrived downstairs and she brought me a black coffee you know which was really nice of her to do that <laughs> but <laughs> I was in shock and I hated black coffee I had my coffee with milk and with sugar <laughs> <laughs> right so that was a really silly thing to be annoyed at you know, at the time, but I was, right? So right. then when that memory came back up, I could tap on my frustration that she gave me a black coffee and let that go, right? And now it's not just a story, but it was part of that event and it was hidden down deep underneath everything else that had happened. So eventually that memory came to mind and I could tap on it and let it go. And yeah, now it's just part of the story. Right. You mentioned that you can tap on worldly events or worldly traumas as well, correct? Yes. Yes. Collective traumas is how Collective I traumas. It. Yes. I love that. We're going through so much at this time in the world. I mean, even the last couple of years alone, but gosh, the last three months have really added to that, right? Indeed. Yes. So we can always tap on whatever's happened. Sometimes we think collective traumas or things that happen like outside of our household, we have nothing to do with them, mm -hmm. but we do. Our part of any equation is how we feel about it. 
So if we're listening to the news about maybe the Uvalde school shooting or the war in Ukraine, and we have some emotions around it, or even if we're not aware of the emotions around it, right, but we can hear what's happening and we want to do some inner work, we can tap about it. Yeah. Yes. So even if we, because I remember I used to listen to the news, but I didn't think I had any emotions around it. And I think a lot of people are in that situation. They don't think that they're feeling anything, but it's just because they're not aware of it. So you could even tap just with the words of what's happening on the news. And then at some point, you actually might start to become aware of the emotions that you're really feeling, but have been suppressed. Ah, Especially because once we start healing our own traumas, and if we're doing one on a collective level, we can help heal those of others. It's energetic. It is energetic, but it starts with ourselves, right? So yes. if, we're, if we're feeling really emotional about the war in Ukraine and we tap about it and bring ourselves back to peace, that means we're attracting peace into our future. Whereas if we're holding ourselves in fear, that's what we're attracting into our future. Which wraps right back into the law of attraction. We're going to bring more into that of our in our lives. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it benefits each of us individually and our families and our collective to do this inner work and to start to attract peace. Right. Do you have any examples on a smaller scale, so not a collective, where you've seen tapping on someone else, maybe even yourself, working on suppressed emotions, and then it impacts another person in a positive light? Well, I, I mean, I've definitely seen it in my household, but one thing that came to mind is um, from a tapping group I had before COVID, and this was this lady's first time in the group, and she did some tapping in the group, and then she came back the following week, and she said, does this does this tapping change other people? Because she'd gone home that first night and interacted with her husband, and she felt like he was a different person, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it had changed him because her her signal has changed so she was attracting actually a different aspect of him than she had been before isn't that fascinating yeah i mean seriously all... that is so fascinating yeah it's all the law of attraction really i mean it's all right energy. yeah right so do you believe that everything happens for a reason yes i think it happens for a reason but but not really a a useful reason. I mean, I think it, mm -hmm. I think we're just programmed in childhood. We're programmed mostly in those first seven years of life. And we, we hold on to those emotions and those feelings that we haven't felt safe to, to express. And so that is then a part of our signal. And we just attract similar things over and over again, until we recognize that's what we're doing. And we do this release work to change the signal. So it's no longer a part of our signal. And then we start to attract different things. I love that. So, you know, a lot of people are concerned about, well, you know, what about, you know, people who are abused as, as children? It's mm -hmm. not their fault. It, it's definitely not their fault, it's, but it's part of their, their programming. So they're programmed right. to be, to feel those feelings of perhaps being a victim or, but they also experience the feelings of the perpetrator, right? They experience both sides of what happens. And then they replay those over and over again in their life until they notice that that's what's happening. 
and do some inner work to release that so that they change their future. Right. And, you know, it, interestingly enough, often they will attract an abusive partner in life as well. Yes. Right. Because that replays the feelings and that feeling is a normal feeling from them for them right. from childhood. Yeah. It's, it's not a fun thing. It's not a nice thing, but they can do some inner work to change the future. Right. Ah. What a great tool. What an amazing tool. And so you've written this beautiful book, A Pathway to Insight. What could the listeners expect to get out of the book? Well, the first part is I explain that programming, how I think we store this programming inside of us in our connective tissue and how it's part of our signal and that we attract things over and over again. So I kind of have some theory and my theory in there of how it happens and then I go through the steps that I took, the, the expansion of the awareness. So the first step with EFT and then feeling your feelings and then actually going inside the body, which I believe is the original meaning of the word insight. That's why it's called a pathway to insight, because we're mm-hmm. actually learning how to look inside the body. Yes. Yeah. We are so powerful. And I think I want other people to realize that we have these abilities or the capability to develop these abilities inside of us because I didn't know they existed before I had no idea that you could do this before so I want other people to know that it is possible so I want to circle back to feeling those feelings and then um, working with the energy inside you so you started out with the tapping and then it sounds like you became aware you you gained awareness into the different tensions or stresses in your body and so is that just just gradually dropping into it's so hard to put this into words but dropping into the various different parts of your body and really tuning into how each one feels and then mentally I guess a, a mentally releasing it that's that's I love the, I love the way you put that. It is so hard to explain it's in words. It's so hard. <laughs> but I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, empaths, I think empaths tend to have more of this ability already, right? They can they feel things at a deeper level, right? So an empath perhaps can already feel what an emotion feels like in their body, right? Sadness. Right. They might be able to feel that in their body. So it's tuning into where you're feeling that tension when you're feeling sadness there will be tension in your body it's Mm -hmm. just can you be aware of it and I could not have done that right at the beginning I did not have that awareness so EFT all these steps actually but EFT starts it releases those energetic barriers the energetic shields we put up around our body and it, it loosens that and it lets it go so that you actually become aware. I mean, it really is you're going physically deeper into the body. So it starts with this energetic shield around me. I had this energetic shield around me and you loosen that up and then you can actually get to the skin level and feel those sensations. And then you can get deeper and deeper as you release more of this stored energy. So yes, once you become aware of the physical sensations, you're not actually using the thinking mind, you're using the feeling mind or the sensing mind to actually focus on the tension itself. So, you know, imagine you can feel the tip of your right big toe, mm-hmm. right? If you can actually feel it, yes, you don't have to think about it, right? You just have to feel it. 
So it's not using the thinking mind, it's using the feeling mind. So once you're aware of how you're holding an emotion, as I said, for me, fear was mostly in my solar plexus and my stomach. I can feel that tension there when I'm feeling something fearful. And I would just focus on it, right? So I'm, I'm feeling it, I'm sensing it, I'm not thinking about it, I'm feeling it. Yes, there's definitely a difference. And, you know, sadly, we're having on a collective level, tragedy after tragedy, it seems. And I was just actually talking to my husband about that the other day. And we're here in Texas. And the situation is uh, with Uvalde is quite at home for us. And we are, as a collective, experiencing desensitization. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's very important that we start breaking down those walls and really getting in touch with what we're feeling in our body. Yes. Now, in some ways, I do think, yes, we are being desensitized. In other ways, a lot of things that have been hidden are actually coming to light and being said like they've never been said before. Mm-hmm. So I think we have both going on. I, I would did, agree. I did do a live stream the other day. And if anyone's listening, it's on YouTube. If you want to go and listen to it or tap along with it, it was actually all the different aspects. Well, some of the dis- different aspects about the Uvalde school shooting that... um the some of the emotions that people I think people were having I had so I wrote them down and it's a it's a hands-on tapping event so you can go through that if you still have any emotions or feelings around that event or I imagine by then them probably been more we'll see but you could go and tap along with me on that um that YouTube video oh well wonderful thank you for sharing that What can I and my audience do right now to change our future and the future of our planet? Well, you can tap. You can learn (laughs) to tap. Excellent. And and you can do that. Yeah, you can do it. A lot of people do it on a more like a day-to-day basis or whatever's happening now, they will tap about it. I really, really wanted things to change and I wanted to go deep. So Mm -hmm. I went through my whole childhood. So anyone else can do that too, if they're really incentivized to make big changes, I would highly recommend doing that. But, you know, if you don't want to learn tapping, then even noticing when you're emotional and just taking a deep breath, recognizing that it's your signal and that you're going to get more of this feeling than just taking a deep breath and changing that signal in the moment even that is going to make a difference to your future. Ah, Thank you. That is just a beautiful place to wrap it up right now. Thank you so much. So where can we connect with you? Well, my website is anhints.com, just my Mm -hmm. name. And the x-rays are on there if you want to go and look at those. And you can also contact me there if you want. I also have my YouTube channel. So there's demonstrations of both EFT and feeling your feelings on there and some other things. And I have a public Facebook page and group that you're welcome to contact me on. Wonderful. And that's Anne Hints Wisdom on Facebook, correct? Yes. Beautiful. Okay. And the book is A Path to Insight. And it sounds like that would be a wonderful place to start as well. Just go along with your journey and all the information provided in the book. Yes. It's a pathway to insight. I'm sorry, a pathway to insight. Yes. Yes. Yes, if anyone wants to follow the steps in detail, they're, they're, listed, they're in there. I would love other people to do this work. 
Oh, you know, I'll tell you, I have not actually committed to tapping and I'm going to, I have a lot of shoulder pain and I know it's tension. So there's clearly things that I still need to release. And as I always tell, you know, individuals I'm working with, it's like peeling back the layer of an onion. And you referenced it to just your consciousness opening up and becoming more aware. So there's always more to work on. And as life happens, there's more to work on. So I'll definitely be taking the tapping and reading your book and working on this. And I cannot wait for the results. So excited. Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thank you so much, Anne. Take a look in the show notes below for all of Anne's information. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. If you like the podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of new episodes. And if you'd like to contact me, just send me an email at GretchenSmithCoaching at gmail.com. Also, follow me on Instagram at GretchenSmithCoaching for more inspiring content on creating your best life. Lastly, if you're interested in working with me for spiritual holistic life coaching, just send me an email or DM. All information is below in the show notes under Linktree. Sending you love and namaste.